New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. And when my daughter was three, we used to do yoga together. She was super into it. But then over the years, she kind of lost interest. And my husband does it every day. And lately, I've been trying to get her back into it. And he's been trying to get her back into it. And so I was so excited, Andrea and I both, when we got the book, Holistic Health for Adolescents, How Yoga, Aromatherapy, Teas, and More Can Help You Get and Stay Well. It is by our guest, Dr. Nada uh, Milos Beljevic, and we're thrilled to have you. Dr. Nada, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, I think it's so great that you wrote a book focusing on teens because the younger we can get our kids interested in healthy living and especially looking at this holistic way of living, I think the better. Talk to us a little bit about why you wrote the book. No, absolutely. Um, the book is based on several years of my research looking at a lot of these integrative and holistic techniques in the teen population. And what we now know is, as you've already mentioned, the earlier we can get in, the earlier we can give them these healthy habits, we know enough now that we can help to change that trajectory from chronic illness and give them some tools to treat things early in a preventive fashion or when a symptom might be just mild or moderate. We can really carry them a long way throughout their lifespan. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. You know, one of the things, too, I was so impressed is you have chapters on stress, fatigue, low mood, sleep difficulty, focus, and concentration. You know, my daughter has ADD, and she also has a autism spectrum disorder. And for her, she can really lose a focus. And that's why I started doing the yoga so early. And I've tried the meditations and other things that are a bit more challenging. What advice do you have for people who, whether they have ADD or ADHD or not, are having some trouble focusing? Because that seems to be a big issue with our teens. No, absolutely. And there's so many things from the holistic and integrative standpoint that can help. And, for example, in the book, the, the chapter on focus, at the end of each of those chapters, and each of them addresses the most common day-to-day conditions that not only teens, but that a lot of us face, from um, stress mm-hmm. to focus to sleep and so on. But at the end of each chapter, I list a treatment for each of your senses. So there's a sense of touch, there's acupressure, a sense of sight is yoga, uh, there's herbs uh, for sense of taste and smell and even some treatments for your uh, sense of sound. And it's because different senses resonate with each of us differently. So the key is to find something that really works well for someone that's easy to incorporate in their day-to-day to use it when, where, and how they see fit. So, for example, if there's an issue with focusing, even things like some of the acupressure points can be done, you know, before an exam or sitting in a library. So these things are meant to really fit within our lifestyles. You know, we're all busy, but we need to find things that um, we can weave in easily. So therefore, we're more likely to use them when we need them. Hmm. How would you recommend parents read the book? So read it on their own, read it with their kids, both. What would you say would be a good tool in order to help our kids to know that we're there to help them along, to provide them with the tools that they need? Right. Well, um, certainly with the younger teens, I mean, adolescents, it can be 13 to 19 year olds, but really we incorporate um, students in college up to the age of you know 21. But for the younger kids, it might be helpful if the parents are going through it with them. Certainly, as they get a bit older in their teens, they love that sense of autonomy and doing things on their own. So the book is written as a how-to. So it's something they can read through a given chapter, 
uh, read a bit about the science and medicine behind the condition. I also give a case example of helping someone with that very issue. But then there's those how-to tools in the back that they can really try out and see what works for them. But for younger kids, for early adolescents, it's a great thing for parents to be able to share with their children and do some of these together. And being that they can help all of us, I mean, the parents will learn along the way and some tools they might even enjoy using themselves. Oh, definitely. You know, my daughter and I listen to uh, a meditation every night. I cuddle her for about 40 minutes. It's like a big process every <laughs> night before she goes to sleep. Although I enjoy it. I like the cuddles. And uh, and she's 12, so it's great that she still loves to cuddle. But at any rate, you know, she ends up talking through parts of it, but then I'll notice she'll kind of slow down and listen. And, oh, the horse. So oh, he listened to him walking, listen to this. And then she'll go back to talking. But I think even if she's not 100%, because it's really hard for her mind to turn off, I still think it's nice to have it in the background. Do you think it helps? Would you say in your the, opinion? The which like the listening to it, listening to oh. the meditation, a guided, even if the child isn't exactly paying a hundred percent attention. Oh, absolutely, because you never know what they're picking up in the environment and our subconscious is going to pick something up. Our senses are taking in information from the outside world twenty four seven. You know, your sense of sight, sound, touch, smell, taste. And even though she might not actively be responding to it, she's still aware that it's, you know, in the background and that it's going on. Absolutely. Um, And you're responding to it too, and you're connecting with her. So I think it's um, a lovely mutual thing to share, but it's affecting both of you. Now, let's talk a little bit about aromatherapy, because I've tried a lot Mm -hmm. of these things, but I haven't really gone there. Although I tell you, I love the scent of vanilla, Mm -hmm. although I heard it makes you crave sweet things. Is that true? First of all, because I have enough sweet things. And then talk to us about (laughs) aromatherapy. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, So with aromatherapy, um, you're dealing with essential oils. And what those are, um, they are the, the essence of a plant. So the plant makes those for survival. You know, it's uh, within the, those oils are the plant's neurotransmitters and hormones. It's things that help them repair um, and for growth. So we can impart some of those characteristics on us and reap some of the healthy benefits. But the nice thing with aromatherapy or with um, essential oils, you can breathe them in, and it can happen just by breathing in the oil from a vial or on a wipe or something that's in a room, but also the essential oils, you can apply them topically and they can absorb through the skin uh, to reach the bloodstream. So they can have a lot of benefit. And the research with some of these oils is continuing to grow. Uh, things like um, lavender and chamomile. I mean, there's, with lavender, there's literally hundreds of studies showing that it can help to downregulate the central nervous system and induce calm in the brain. They can be tremendously helpful. Um, but the key is, too, to find oils that are pleasant to you. You know, it's meant to be this pleasurable experience, so you're more likely to use it with greater frequency if it's something that also is a pleasant smell for you. You know, I was showing Lisa my entire wall full of essential oils, and my really good friend of mine, her name is Lisa Stokey, she just started an essential oil company called Temple Tree, and she got me really hooked on essential oils because of the terpenes, like you were talking about in terms of the brain chemistry, helping the brain chemistry. And my daughter, I introduced my 11-year-old to essential oils. I bought her a diffuser. She put it in her room, and every night I walk in, and she puts it on by herself. She fills it up. She puts on the oil, and then every night it's going. So I love the fact that you talk about it, and I think it's so easy for something for kids to do. I mean, I have an, a diffuser going in my office all the time and I'm showing Lisa, mm. like it's going at all times. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of essential What oil. do you have going right now, Andrea? And what is your daughter like? I'm just curious. Which ones does she like and what are you using? You know, 
you know what? I use so many different oils. I mean, I love so many different kinds, but I like, you know, like we're talking about it, it has to be something that you love, the smell that you like. So I have, sometimes I have something called Nature Shield on. Sometimes I have, you know, Muscle Mend on. It just depends what I'm in the mood for for the day. And there's so many different companies that make essential oils. And the key is you want to find one that has a good quality essential oil. It's not diluted with anything. And they're using the real thing, right? So the good quality yeah. oh, oil. Absolutely. Um, the, the key with that is you want to make sure they're 100% natural essential oils, so nothing synthetic, because even though synthetically some of these oils may mimic the smell of the actual plant, it doesn't have the same biologic activity because structurally it's not the same molecule. So absolutely, you want to be sure you have the 100% natural oils. Now, I know one that's really good. You mentioned the relax, relaxing, but I know for your ch in chapter five, you have sleep difficulty. It seems like I would think the meditations, maybe a tea, because you mentioned teas in the title of your book, and also maybe a <laughs> lavender aromatherapy. What kind of teas do you recommend, like a chamomile? Um, chamomile can be helpful. Um, valerian can be helpful. Valerian uh, plant or root. Uh, there's a number of studies showing that that downregulates the brain and can help induce sleep and a sound restful. Mm -hmm. um, but those, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and in terms of the essential oils, certainly the lavender can help. Um, patchouli is another. Um, mm -hmm. uh, sandalwood. And there's studies mm -hmm. behind each of those showing their um, efficacy to help with calming the brain and really inducing the body to um, enter the sleep state. Yeah, I used to give my daughter valerian when she was little. The taste can be a little intense, but she did get used to it. And I do think that it definitely helped. You know, in the preface of your book, you write, uh, in December 2010, I became director of the Integrative Health Program at Massachusetts General Hospital. Are you seeing more programs like that, would you say? It seems like the paradigm is shifting and there's more acceptance of integrative programs. Um, there's definitely more that are popping up. Um, as many as we'd like, probably not, because to me it's something that mm -hmm. it should be available to um, high school students, grade school students, that when they want these type of, um, they're really self-help tools, and it teaches them to advocate for their own health. It's something that should be available um, really in, in all schools. But um, I am seeing an increase in it, um, not hugely so, but definitely the interest is there. Uh, from the parents, from the clinicians in the school, um, and there's a lot of uh, uh, increased acceptance of all the treatments, which is wonderful to see. You know, I also love in the book, uh, also in the preface, you talk about a patient, and I love how she says, uh, this is Dr. Nada. She's a doctor who helped me when I was stressing out in high school, and she talks about using <laughs> acupuncture and other things. That must be so rewarding when you hear back from, from folks that you've really helped them. Oh, it mm -hmm. really is, and to help them along with their journey to wellness, if you will, the greatest pleasure to me is seeing them have their own aha moment where they found mm -hmm. some tools that help them in a, in a deep way, something that they can connect with and use, you know, as they leave high school, go on to college, whatever uh, might be next for them. But it's something that it's really their own and it teaches them and empowers them to engage in these preventive health practices. And it's so many things like that with acupressure, with yoga, you know, all of these holistic therapies, it can carry young adults um, a long way because they're going to face so many stresses and challenges as we all do. But the key really becomes giving them the tools that they can manage it in the moment, you know, when, where, and how they see fit. 
Oh, definitely. You know, coloring is a big thing now. And I find Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to turn off my mind. But when I'm coloring, I get so into it. And my daughter really likes it as well. Is that something that you're uh, into as well? Um, I can't say I've done a lot of coloring. I know that some people uh, do. And it's a way to really um, kind of just free your mind from some of the daily stresses. You sort of have to focus on what you're doing. Um, And it, it has a meditative quality to it. So anything like that, that really can help you calm the mind, to decompress, um, to be more in the moment. I think it's, you know, a wonderful tool. Absolutely. Now you uh, are an MD. So how did you come to this way of thinking? And I'm not saying that MDs don't come to this way of thinking, but I've talked to a lot, you know, who are more mainstream. And I get really excited uh, when I get to talk to an MD who actually has a more holistic bend. Mm-hmm. How did this, For sure. you know, what happened with you and how did oh, this occur? Sure. Yeah, um, I guess my route to this is a bit more circuitous than most. Um, I was a lawyer before a physician, and I used to work oh, wow, in wow. Um, intellectual <laughs> property. Oh, hey, <laughs> a lot of school, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but what it did make me realize, in the field of intellectual property, um, you're patenting you know, new drugs, new devices, things of that sort, and you realize many substances, many new pharmaceuticals are based from some substance in nature that they found had a therapeutic quality, and then they isolate that substance and synthesize it. Well, in medicine, I realized, well, gosh, you know, there's so many of these herbs in nature that had therapeutic qualities. What if we try to go back to some of those, see if they can help patients? And clearly, patients have a lot of interest in learning more about these and being able to, you know, engage in some self-help. You know, they want to be empowered. So, Um, As I got more and more interested in it, I went back and trained in medical acupuncture, in Chinese herbs, in Indian Ayurveda, um, and and you realize that these tools are so helpful to patients. It not only builds therapeutic alliance, but it it helps them for mild to moderate things, or it can even augment other treatments that they're already undergoing. So they're a very powerful tool. So I think it was really my beginnings in intellectual property that pulled me back to this area of um, holistic medicine. You must love school because that is a lot of schooling. And I really <laughs> admire you for knowing what you want, right? And then going after it. Uh, speaking of knowing what we want, we want our fish oil to be pure and delicious. And we love Barleen's. They are this month's sponsor. And that's why we can have this fantastic show and all these great guests like Dr. Nada. And if you haven't tried the swirls, folks, I'm telling you, don't leave now because we're not done. But when we're done, go and get them. We've got mango, peach, and key lime, and orange. Um, what is it? Orange something. I don't know. They're just really good, and they're really good for you. And it, it's like a nice treat. And they use xylitol, which is great. And uh, we're just such a big fan of Barleen's here. We are definitely, and it's so great. Also, you know, we're talking about mental health and health for children, yes. and you know, bar- fish oil has so many benefits in terms of our, you know, helping our brain, but it also so many other benefits. You know, we obviously appreciate what we can do, and appreciate our sponsors. Yes, we really do. You know, we just we have a few minutes left, and I would just love for you to, uh, you know, tell us maybe just a, a few key points to get kids. And I know it's a big question for a few minutes, but to get kids who are a little more resistant, let's say, to try some of these things, what are some good ways to uh, get them interested? Good tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, when they're in that adolescent age range, they want more and more autonomy. You know, they like to have control of things, and even by showing them some of the tools in the book, and there's all these different sensory treatments, they can pick and really tailor a treatment for them. You know, which treatments resonate the most? Which do they like doing the best? So it gives them some breath to 
create something that they can own, really. And I think that's a great way to bring them in, is that they're part of the decision-making process, and it's something that they can do on their own in their room, they can do on their own when they're on a bus or uh, waiting for a class. So I think when it's something that they can take ownership of, it's a it's a wonderful um, um, hook, if you will, to get them involved and get them interested. And also a lot of these treatments, uh, some of the young adults find them cool and different. And, and so when it has that cool factor, it's a, a much easier thing to get them on board. So I think there's a few different ways so to too. do it. Yeah, and also to start small. Like some of the acupressure points are easy to do. There's some points on the hand or on the face. So it doesn't take a lot of manipulation to to do it. So they can just start with something little and then build on it from there. Yeah, I think so, too. It really makes a lot of sense. Well, this has been a great show, Andrea. It's gone by so quick. It definitely has. And, you know, we want to thank you for being on our show. Can you let people know where they could find out more information about you? Oh, absolutely. Um, One of the uh, websites is uh, sagetonic.com, www.sagetonic.com. Um, also the book, if they want to find it or read more about it, uh, a number of bookstores carry it, but I know it is also at uh, Barnes and Noble and that's a pretty easy place for people to go. And can you just so name the they... book, uh, give us the name of the book again, one more time? Of course, of course. Holistic Health for Adolescents. Love it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'm Andrea Donsky along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy and Andrea Donsky at Radio MD and at Health Media Gal One. Stay well.